Welcome to this episode of Cultural Questions. This was created through a generous grant from KeyBank and in collaboration between Nascentia Health and SUNY Polytechnic Institute. This podcast has been recorded on the SUNY Polytechnic campus in Utica, New York. The content of this podcast is intended as an educational information on the culture and population discussed. It is the result of an interview with one selected member from that culture or language and is not intended to be an exact representation of all people from that culture, region, or language. The following interview is provided to assist you in providing quality patient care while remaining respectful and appreciative of cultural, ethnic, and linguistic characteristics. My name is Francia Reed, and today we will be discussing the Burmese culture. Hello. Hello. Can you first please introduce yourself and tell us your name and the country and yes. cultures that you represent? My name is Nan Han. I'm from Burma in region of Dangji, which is a Shan state of Burma. <laughs> Thank you. When providing home care, what is the proper etiquette when entering the home of a person from your culture or language background? Yes, when, perf- uh, when we enter a home, we usually take our shoes off first, and then we will greet them very in a way that's like handshaking or bowing down to them, and then we enter their home. And they would show you where to sit, so we sit at that specific seat. We can't just go around and sit wherever we want. It's a uh, way of showing our respect to their homes and as well as their culture, because in my country, there are different cultures, so you know we gotta show it to everyone. And sometimes when nurses enter the home, they would not want to take off their shoes because that's their policy. But we would we would um, like it if they would wear like a, a covering on top of their shoes. That would be very nice. Yes. <laughs> Great. Thank you. And how is eye contact mm-hmm. perceived? Eye contact is um, very different in our country. So when people were talking to people who are older than us, we would not directly look at them into their eye because that's a disrespect. So we would look at somewhere below or somewhere, you know, below their eyes. So you would like show them like, oh, we are younger, so we would have to respect you in that kind of way. But when I first arrived in America, I learned that eye contact is very important for American culture. So I have to adapt to that kind of thing. I'm still improving. <laughs> well, that's good to know. And that's yeah. the age of the individual mm-hmm. is something that yeah. the nurse would mm-hmm. be able to know before going to the home. Mm-hmm. So that would help yeah. information. Mm-hmm. How could a healthcare worker decline an offering of food or drink without offending the patient or the family? You can say no. It's not bad to say no to our food because we we understand as well that you guys don't like our food sometimes or maybe a little, um, you know, have a feeling of, oh, we have never tasted this before, so it might not be to our liking. So we would we will understand if you say no. We just say yes. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> And how would a person from your country or uh, the majority of the cultures describe the importance of health? Over there, our healthcare system is very not to that point of, um, how do I say it? Uh, it's not very good. I would just put it that way. So people don't usually go to doctors yearly for checkups or have their physicians check up on their kids or their family, you know, like whole yearly thing we would go to the doctor only if something drastic happened to us like let's say we broke our bone or we we are very very sick then we actually go to the doctor because we don't have insurance over there we don't have these kind of expenses to pay for health care so 
over here, we had to go to appointments for diabetes every single month or every single week, and that sometimes put pressure on them since they don't speak the same language or, you know, we have this barrier. So they tend not to, like, want to go to those appointments. And um, how, how can we best encourage a person um, to ask questions of the healthcare provider? How can we let them know that it's okay mm-hmm. to ask the, the questions that they have in their mind? Um, I would approach to them in more friendly manner instead of saying, oh, this is important, you should ask questions. You should be like, oh, if you have any questions, you can ask, or, you know, make it more a friendly gesture, more than like, oh, if you don't ask any questions, this and this is going to happen, you know, don't make it too serious. We would, yeah, we are approachable. <laughs> so they wouldn't necessarily feel it was disrespectful yeah, to question feel, a yeah. healthcare provider. Mm-hmm. Okay. How can the, the care provider um, best ask the patient about who in their family or their mm-hmm. support system um, is available to help them with making decisions about their health? Yes. So usually it would be someone close to their family, someone who lives in the same house with them. So friends, they don't usually associate at first. You, it will, Primarily our choices would be oh, our mother or father or a husband or a wife. That would be our first choices. And when we ask those kind of questions, they they kind of fear for their future. Well, you know how like, um, if you have a diagnosis of cancer, they wouldn't want to talk about that with any other people. We, we think that, you know, we were putting pressure on th- that kind of person. So we would like to keep it to ourselves. It's more uh-huh. of like, yeah, like we don't want to burden them. So sometimes it's hard, but if the decision has to be made, then they are un- understand. But it's just harder on them because of the burden, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. So they feel that by talking about a serious diagnosis, mm-hmm with the family member, mm-hmm. it's going to somehow put pressure on. on them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And what about topics such as death and dying? Um, these are, in some cultures, these kinds of topics, mm-hmm. uh, along with birth control and family planning yes. and breastfeeding issues and maybe even mental health, mm-hmm. these topics might be considered taboo in some cultures or, mm-hmm. or kind of off limits, things that you wouldn't talk about. Yes. So can you tell me about how that would work with um, people from your country? This topic, it's, uh, it's very difficult for anyone, I would assume. And f- especially in our culture, death is seen as this sinister thing. We don't talk about it, even with our families. You know, we, we tend to stay off from that limit. Or even with um, our birth control or stuff like that, we don't share with our kids. You know, we don't share even with our husband. We don't tell them that we're doing this kind of thing because we like to keep those kind of stuff to ourselves. And so with death, it would be easier if fam- if a doctor would tell a family member first, then the family mm. member can relay the message to the patient. Okay. So yeah, so it wouldn't be drastic. <laughs> so you definitely need to make sure there's a support system yes. available if yes. you're talking about yes. sensitive topics yes. like yes. that. Okay. But if talking about birth control... Mm-hmm. Um, then that's something that you would want to do directly with the patient and have the patient alone. Yes. (laughs) Okay, good. That's good information. What about mental health issues such as depression? Mm -hmm. What is the best way to ask someone if they are experiencing signs of depression? How how is that viewed in in your country? Um, Depression, like we don't show our emotions to other people as much. We feel like we bottle ourselves into you know ourselves we don't want to share 
a lot of things, even especially with a doctor, someone that who, who you are a complete stranger to at first. So you're, they might be a little uncomfortable sharing their feelings with them. But over time, you have to just develop that connection, relationship between a doctor and a patient. And that topic could be approached when the patient start to ask more questions to you or, you know, yeah, then, then you will be, you know, might want to ask that question. Hey, how are you doing, you know? emotionally are you happy or start off with like friendlier gestures friendlier questions and then you can move into more specific diagnoses yes okay <laughs> but it's probably better to wait until yes. after you have yes. a relationship yes. with the yes. patient yep. to start to discuss yes. mental health because it would issues. be very awkward just to just oh how's how you doing mentally <laughs> be like no <laughs> yeah okay. we would not do that <laughs> all right the, my next question has to do with gender, mm -hmm. and I'm wondering if you can tell me about how important is it for a person from your culture to be cared for by someone from the same gender? Yes, that's very important, especially in my culture, because we have gender differences even in our country. So we have grown up with just women being in this kind of position, men being in this kind of position. So normally the things we we would not associate them um at the same time, you know what I mean? So women would have to, uh, like, cook or, you know, uh, do cleaning in the house. That's our assigned job, and men would have to go to work. So they're not home to take care of their women as much. So to have that kind of woman-to-woman -woman, uh, interpreters or caretakers is very important for them to just connect and relate to women perspectives I guess mm -hmm. and for men for them to relate to a, a man perspective they would just know that oh a man is always supposed to work they don't understand what we do at home or you know they would have that kind of uh, thinking in their mind so it would be important for the healthcare agency to know that mm -hmm. when a man needs care it would mm -hmm. be preferable if a male yeah, nurse a male or nurse, a male healthcare yeah. provider yep. could go out to see yes. that person mm -hmm. are there necessary steps to take in the case that if a same gender interpreter, for example, mm -hmm. isn't available. Mm -hmm. Would there ever be a, a situation, for example, if a nurse is going to the home of mm -hmm. a woman to take care of a woman, mm -hmm. would there ever be a situation in which it would be okay for there to be a male interpreter that comes along for that mm -hmm. visit? They would be very hesitant at first if it's a male because, like I said, we have all these sort of gender differences. But at, at some point, if you explain to them that we don't have any other interpreters available or you know um, anyone cannot come at this moment they would at least request a phone interpreter on the phone okay so they wouldn't want someone to be to see them at that right spot but they would want someone to talk to the phone so that you know that they will avoid physical you know okay yeah <laughs> and those are options so yeah. that that's important to mm -hmm. know that that's that yes. that would be the preferred method yes. Also, should we consider who's in the room when we're discussing gender issues? So say, for example, in caring for a man, and um, maybe he's having issues with, say, his prostate mm -hmm. or you know, sexual functioning, mm -hmm. is it important for females to be asked to leave the room? Or um, yes, that how would be, that be handled? That would be important. If it's a nurse and she's asking the question to a patient, that would be okay. If, let's say, if patient's a man and her daughter is present in that room or her her wife or or her I mean his his wife sorry his wife or his daughters or his you know like relatives are in the room they will be asked to leave it's best if they leave and then the nurse can directly talk to the patient about you know things like prostate cancer so that would he will be more comfortable 
with that, yeah. Okay. He wouldn't want to show other people that he has that kind of disease. Mm-hmm. That would, that would like, like I said, put burden on the other person to him. Yeah. Okay. And my next question has to do with how time is perceived. Mm-hmm. What should healthcare workers know about how um, people from your country mm-hmm. value time or look at time? Mm-hmm. And just to give you an example, Often when home health aides are needed to go into the home to provide mm-hmm. services, sometimes, you know, they're caring for multiple patients throughout the course of the day, and they may have to give a window of mm-hmm. arrival, and yeah. they may have to say things like, well, I plan to be there sometime between 1 and 3 yes. p.m. So mm-hmm. how is that treated? I mean, if they're late and they're not there exactly at 1, mm-hmm. would that be perceived as disrespectful? No, or we understand because, like, we, we would always want them to come to our home on time, but even if they're late, we we have a tendency to just wait until the doctor comes because it's important. We have to wait, you know. So, like, we always wait for them. If, if the let's say, uh, a provider is late, all they have to do is apologize to say why they're late, and they're pretty understandable from my experience. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so my last question, we've touched on this a little bit already, but I'll go ahead and ask this last question. Um, who should be told about the doctor's diagnosis? in interacting mm-hmm. with patients. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked a little bit about giving news mm-hmm. about cancer, but mm-hmm. is, is that the case for any bad news? Should mm-hmm. How does the healthcare worker know who should be mm-hmm. informed or who should be present when bad news needs to be um, delivered? When a family member, more than one, should be present in that room. If there's like a bad news, you know, about to happen in, in like when patient and doctor kind of thing, they should always, like, you know, have everyone pay attention and just be like, hey, you have this disease. And so it's not just one person, you know, it would be like a family support system for that person in that room. So, yeah, I think a f- having a family member with them for that appointment is very important. Okay. Um, is it the, would it be appropriate for the healthcare provider to ask the patient mm-hmm. who should be in here with you or to, have the patient make sure that the family is with them of yeah, their it's, choosing? Yeah, it's okay, yeah. They're, they'll be okay with that, I believe, yes. Okay. I think that's about all the questions <laughs> that I have. That concludes this episode of Cultural Questions. Thank you for listening.